Powers is with us. Any of your gambling items, playoffs in the NFL, college football, you want to look into the future, we can do all of that. With Brad, just post your questions. Use the hashtag AskBP. Brad, I'm not sure where to start, but maybe recent news, and then we'll work our way around. Bill O'Brien being named the offensive coordinator at Ohio State, does that inspire you? Do you endorse that? Uh, I wouldn't say it inspires me uh but but i'm also there's a lot of negativity about the hire and i'm not i'm not in that camp either uh i'm fine with it uh i i you know if he's you know a guy that is hired by nick saban is hired by bill belichick multiple different times i mean i i can't imagine him being that terrible so uh no i uh i'm a little surprised that ryan day went with that that type of uh the, the higher a little bit, that would probably be my initial reaction. I, I hadn't heard his name floated uh, did, uh, until very, very recently. So in that regard, I'm surprised. But am I downgrading Ohio State's power rating because of it? No. Am I upgrading Ohio State's power rating because of the higher? No. So uh, it's not a big-time needle mover for me. But but I can say, that, uh, as usual, I mean, uh, the message boards are pretty negative. Uh, Twitter and X are, are pretty negative about it. I'm not in that camp. Brad, here's what I do know. Every day he gets up while he's coached there, he has, at least his first year, as good looking a running back room and receiver room as anybody else. And Will Howard Solid, who's coming in, he's got that to work with. Yeah, a lot to work with. I mean, I'll be honest with you, uh, Ohio State would be close to number one. I mean, obviously, Georgia's going to be number one in my power rings, but I mean, Ohio State. until they figure out the quarterback position, I mean, they got as good a talent as any team in the country uh, coming in. So uh, they do have a, a, a tough game at Oregon. Uh, Oregon's going to be just as good as pretty much anybody as well. So, uh, But, no, I mean, Ohio State with what they got coming back, especially considering what they could have lost. I mean, the five, six guys decided to come back. I mean, they're, they're certainly going to make a run. They're going to be overwhelming uh, the Big Ten favorites, and uh, they'll be a preseason top two top three team heading in next year. Consensus is going to be Georgia one, Ohio State two, I would think, Brad, don't you? Yeah, I think going so. In. Uh, I, I'm i going to have Oregon probably two. Uh, just uh, they return about as much as Ohio State. Uh, Dylan Gabriel in the portal. I actually like Oregon's quarterback situation a little bit better than Ohio State. And, again, I, I go to the schedule. I mean, Oregon's, you know, the host Ohio State, and Oregon will be favored in the game. Yeah, it's going to be interesting, Bill O'Brien. And I guess the theory, we're talking to Coach Pete about it earlier, is that probably Gene Smith, and he's on his way out, will will step aside in July for Ross Bjork from A&M. But this was probably Gene telling him, you need to get somebody in here for the offense. And uh, – Coach Pete seems to think behind the scenes that was probably the way it went. Offense been the, the issue. I mean, they didn't have the quarterback last year. That, that's my whole thing. It, right. it feels like a lot of grasping straws here. Uh, just by I, I, Ohio State was a field goal away from winning the title uh, two years ago. 
Yeah, uh, they also were probably a play away from beating Michigan last year, and, and Ohio State's another undefeated season. So, I mean, I get it, Ryan Day deserves uh, you know some of the criticism here, but I mean, I just, I mean, we're talking a player too, and they're right there in the mix. I mean, that, every year. So I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not sky is falling, chicken little with Ohio State right now. Alabama getting pummeled in the portal, particularly names like Caleb Downs, who, Brad, as a true freshman, you could argue was the best safety in America, and then their young left tackle, Proctor, out of Iowa, who struggled. That's a tough position for a true freshman. I know you said that pretty early on you bet the Alabama-Georgia game with this portal news, does that adjust how you're thinking about Alabama, or are you in somewhat of a holding pattern? No, anything I can get my hands on, I'm fading Alabama right now. So I bet Georgia in the game. I bet LSU against Alabama. I bet Alabama's win total under 9.5. Uh, Julian Sang just hit the portal here uh, 20 minutes ago, so that's a major loss. Uh, word on the street is he wanted to stay. The staff didn't do a good job of committing him, uh, uh, <laughs> recruiting him to stay uh, is what I heard from, from some of my uh, sources. So uh, uh, that's another major loss for Alabama. The problem with Alabama right now is the portal's open for Alabama. The portal's closed for pretty much everybody else. And they just committed a Washington roster quarterback, a big six six kid they just took. That timing, and, and that happened, what, yesterday? So that timing's kind of interesting with all the news with Julian saying as well. Yeah. Uh, look, I still think Kalen DeVore is really good, and I think he's done a good job with the staff. Now, I, I said the staff needed some A-plus recruiters. I don't know if he put some A-plus recruiters. Now, he did put some guys. I mean, X's and O's wise, Alabama's going to be as good as anybody, but people, <laughs> you are coming off the greatest of all time, so uh, there is going to be an adjustment period, and I'm going to be honest with you, the greatest of all time, Nick Saban, that Alabama program was already, I mean, if you ask me, following the 2020 National Championship COVID year, and where they were right now, as far as the roster, as far as talent, as far as X's and O's, staff, uh, it's been a downgrade for Alabama the last three years, as it was even under Saban. Jeff, too, in the 615, ask Brad his early guesstimate as to the number of regular season games Alabama will be an underdog in. He said they're playing Georgia at Tennessee, at LSU, at Oklahoma. Yeah, right now it's for sure going to be at least two, that being Georgia at home and at LSU, uh, to be determined on Tennessee and Oklahoma right now. But uh, uh, I I bet those games already, and I, I laid points with Georgia and LSU. Brad, what was the stat about the last 10, 15 years with Saban at, L- at uh, Alabama? They were an underdog maybe twice, that whole stretch? Uh, yeah, well, I mean, just to show you, when, when I made that comment and said, hey, the, the Alabama program is slipping a little bit as it was, underdog in their last two games, Georgia and Michigan. Uh, yeah. So prior to that, you had almost 13 years where Alabama was an underdog, like a grand total of three times. Three times in 13 years, underdog in each of their last two games. So that tells you right there that uh, Alabama was slipping a little bit uh, as far as market expectation. One would be the 08 SEC championship game, Florida, right? 
Yep. Uh, I, I was just going to go uh, – I was just using 09. Uh, so 09 SEC championship yes. game through uh, the 2012 season, I guess. You know, that's actually 14 years. I mean, if you, you just look from 2010 through 20 uh, – or yeah, 2010 through 2022 – the only time Alabama was an underdog was uh, the 2015 Georgia game, all three games against Georgia, and then uh, two games in, in the 2021 season against Georgia. That's it. That's – Brad, I don't need to know today. Don't don't waste your time. But that's got to be some kind of crazy record. That's Oh, just... yeah. I mean, I, I've looked into it. Uh, Florida State had a run there where they had like 50 games where they were favored straight in. USC had a run there under Pete Carroll where they were favored dead. You know, but – and a majority of the Miami in the 80s had something, but nothing, nothing in the last 50 years comes anything close to what Alabama had there under that 12, 13 years, only being an underdog so many times, you know, so few times. Coach C in South Carolina, ask Brad, would he bet on Nico as far as the Heisman is concerned? You talked about that, I think, last week a little bit. Yeah, I want to bet Nico, but the price ain't right there. I mean – what is it? We're talking like fourteen to one. Uh, two years ago, I bet Hendon Hooker at eighty to one. That's the kind of prices. I, I, now, was I expecting to get eighty to one on Nico? Probably not. Uh, but but I was expecting at least forty to one or better. Uh, I I got to be price sensitive on something like that, and I, I just price price is not right there on Nico. I got I looked at the Heisman board yesterday. You can find as high as eighteen to one on Nico. I again not. Uh, not playable for me at those numbers. I was. I need a lot higher. And just to repeat again, halfway into November, Hooker that that eighty to one. He was in the one slot before that knee went down. Yeah, he was. Yeah, uh, that that hurt a little bit. It would have been nice to to cash that one. More questions here for Brad Powers. Josh up in Pickerington, Ohio. He's a Buckeye fan, but he also likes Navy because he was part of it. Says, ask Brad about Navy. Can they get it together when we start playing games again? Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, I haven't deep-dived Navy yet. I mean, I got to – so I got to unfortunately go to, you know, mainly what I saw last year and – I didn't like what I saw last year, to, to be perfectly frank. I thought, uh, and I saw it in person, too, and I went to the Army-Navy game, and when I go to games, I always looked, uh, I look for stuff I can't see on TV. And what I saw was a lot of confusion on the sidelines. I look at the sidelines, I look at the line of scrimmage and stuff like that, and uh, had trouble getting in and out of plays. I didn't, they took timeouts when they didn't need to. Uh, I, I don't know the direction is going great. And obviously... I didn't like how it finished. Uh, uh, obviously, with Nehemiah Tololo, I thought it was I, I, Bush League that he was fired in the locker room after the Army game, a game that they easily could have won. They could have won the Army game this year, but uh, I, I am not trending up. I don't think Navy's trending up at this point. More Brad as we continue on this Friday edition. Post your questions. We'll pass them right along. Omni Nashville Hotel.
Good morning. Trying to clean up an accident out in Murfreesboro, Rutherford County. It's going to be on 24 westbound near New Salem Highway. Uh, still trying to clean up a couple of earlier wrecks we had on Ellington Parkway. That should start to improve coming southbound. There's still some dangerous driving conditions out here all across Middle Tennessee this morning on some of these back roads. Be very careful. Hey, 24-7 reliable crane and rigging services here in Middle Tennessee. It's Tomahawk Crane and Rigging. Check them out at TomahawkCrane.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. In a single moment, everything can change. When a player's sudden cardiac event brought a national football game to a halt, it shone a spotlight on the importance of CPR readiness. Now, with youth sports in full swing, the American Heart Association is rallying parents and coaches to be ready in an emergency. To be ready, learn hands-only CPR. It's a skill anyone can learn in minutes. Visit heart.org slash hands-only CPR and become a lifesaver today. Attention business owners, WNSR has some exciting opportunities for your business to thrive in the dynamic world of sports radio advertising. As the proud home of some of your favorite sports teams like the Atlanta Braves, Memphis Grizzlies and more, we understand the power of sports in bringing people together and creating a passionate community. We believe that your business can become an integral part of this experience, reaching a diverse and engaged audience. Contact the WNSR sales team for an opportunity to discuss how Nashville's sports radio can elevate your brand to new heights. Whether you're interested in a specific sponsorship package or would like a customized solution, we are here to meet your advertising needs. Call 615-844-1039, 615-844-1039, or email saleswnsr at gmail.com. That's saleswnsr at gmail.com. And now, Musgrove Metal Fabrication and Roofing is reminding motorists to slow down on our roadways, keep an eye out for kids at play, and never text and drive. This message is brought to you by Musgrove Metal Fabrication and Roofing, backed by 45 years of experience. For all your residential or commercial metal and shingle roofing needs, give the pros a call today at 615-414-8466. 615-414-8466. That's Musgrove Metal Fabrication and Roofing, going the extra mile for safety. They're professionals who care. The TSU men's basketball squad came through a challenging non-conference schedule with a winning record and now turned their attention to Ohio Valley Conference play. The Tigers kicked off a run of 18 league games over a nine-week period through February, leading the OVC Championships part 6 to the ninth at the Ford Center in Evansville. And part of that, nine league home games at the Gentry Center. Hello, this is Greg Pogue inviting you to join longtime TSU broadcaster Albert Dawson and me on all the games this season right here on National Sports Radio. The Bill King Show, originating live from downtown Music City from the Strike and Spare Studios. Call or text the studio now at 615-844-5600. The Bill King Show. Brad Powers on Fridays checking in. Brad, if you spend one minute on the NFL, that's more than I spend a day. Anything new on Harbaugh, and are you anticipating him moving to the Sunday game? 
I, it, it's it's favored at this point. Uh, I mean, and the, the desired location, or at least the the favored location, would be the Chargers. But but I don't have any inside info on on that. But I, at this point, I would be surprised if that's not the case. Next item would be: Do they take Sharon Moore and give him the keys? Yeah, that would, I would be more confident in that at this point. I mean, I, I would say the chances of Sharon, Harbaugh does leave more, probably 90-plus percent chance of getting that job. Now, do I think that's the right move? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I it's late in the process. Again, Alabama's finding out that, I mean, when, when you're the – got 30 days when there's a coaching change, you're put, yeah. and players, anybody on your roster can hit the portal. And when the rest of the teams in college football – the portal's closed, and yours is, your roster is open. I mean, it's, it's not a good situation. So I, I guess at this stage in the game, I mean, I, they, they, I guess you make that higher. But uh, I, I, I think it's a desirable enough job where you can get somebody with the, you know, more head coaching experience. It's not that Alabama's fair game. It's because of the timing of the announcement, they're standing alone. And you could say Washington the same way, but Alabama's the biggest brand in college football. And some of the names, it's just more brand names, which makes it more powerful. Do you think they yeah, adjust I mean, this? Go ahead. Oh, no. I, I'm sorry to cut you off there. Uh, I would say, you know, some stuff's coming out that, I mean, a lot of these kids, obviously, you're going to go play for Saban, but yeah. they were also taking a pay cut to play for Saban, is what I'm hearing. Uh, significant ones. Uh, these kids, you think, oh, Alabama NIL is very strong. It's got to be top five in the country. And I'm hearing it's not. So uh, the, 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 that also is not helping the Alabama situation right now. Because Alabama could sell trust in us with Nick Saban and we will more than compensate for what you might not have gotten in NIL when you get to the Sunday game and it's a legitimate sales pitch it's real uh, legitimate yeah I mean because I mean it's all the, the numbers are all right there you'd be basically you become a starter a quality starter at Alabama you're getting drafted and most likely high draft picks so uh yeah, I mean, they were selling everybody else NIL. I mean, Alabama selling NFL. So, uh, and it was a good recruiting pitch and a legitimate one and very believable. So, uh, but right now you, they don't have that anymore. So, they better get uh, they better get their uh, NIL stuff uh, up up to snuff here quickly, or they're going to find out uh, you know that uh, the, this isn't uh, <laughs> the last fifteen years uh, are not going to certainly be replicated in the next fifteen years. Allen in Tampa, ask Brad the odds of how long it takes Bama to tell DeBoer to hit the door. I just read what he said. Yeah, I I don't know. It's too early. I mean, give the man some time. I mean, this is it's well, this is why you don't follow a legend because of, of what's happening right now. Uh, I, I, I think DeBoer would be out of work for like a week. So that's how good of a coach I think he is. Everybody, oh, oh I, we want – I tweeted this. We want Dan Lanning. We want Steve Sarkeesian. Well, I mean, DeBoer played those two coaches, his teams, five times the last two years. Kalen DeBoer's teams was an underdog in all five games, and he won all five games outright. So, I mean, Alabama got a really good coach. I mean, give the guy some time. When did you 
Brad, start picking up Alabama football as a kid or whenever? Who was the coach? Uh, yeah, I would say, I mean, keep in mind it was a much more regional sport back then. I mean, sure. I, I go back to the coverage TV map days of US, in the USA Today. Uh, first memory would probably be the 92 team uh, for me. Uh, just uh, 92 Stones. SEC championship game. I remember watching that one. Yeah. Obviously remembering uh, them beating Miami in the Sugar Bowl. Those would be the first uh, solid memories. I, I think I remember watching the Alabama-Miami game uh, it, it did Sugar Bowl in the 89 season just because needed Alabama to win for Notre Dame to win the title. But uh, that, that, those are the earliest memories. And that was the Tom Brady game against Alabama. And before Stallings, your 92 memory, they had hired Ray Perkins immediately after the Bear, then Bill Curry. And Stallings won the championship in 92 and then had another couple good seasons, faded. And then they hired, what, Mike DeBose, who had a really good 99 team you just talked about, beat Florida twice, but, but it was a disaster, fell off a cliff after that. At some point in there, hired Mike Price. He never got on the field after the Pensacola trip he took. Um, Coach Fran they hired. Now, actually – Brad, he did a good job. He was only there, what, two years, left because he felt like he was misled about the NCAA stuff, went to A&M, did not do well. And then yeah. after that, they panicked and hired Chula. <laughs> Literally. Yeah, a long, long, long time where they were uh, in the wilderness there. I mean, I don't – there's nothing about Coach DeBoer. And we'll, we'll get him on the field and see what happens, but I don't think he falls into any of those categories. I don't. As far as just, just major success or major failure, just dereliction of duty or knuckleheadedness or whatever. I just, I, yeah, I, think, I, I agree with that. I mean, you know what I'm is, saying? I'm telling you, he is X's and O's. I mean, I, I would. This is a hot take. I the staff he's hired right now, as far as X's and O's right now, compared to Saban staff last year, I would take DeBoer's staff over Saban staff last year, in the last couple of years, as far as – I'm not talking about recruiting. I'm talking about not running a program. not talking years comparing Saban's ultimate resume, who is the greatest of all time. I'm just talking X's and O's, football acumen, as far as these two staffs, DeBoer staffs better. Steven in Hawkinsville, Georgia, says, guys, with Saban leaving, does this make Bama a second-tier team behind Georgia, Michigan, Ohio State, et cetera? I mean, they're going to be behind Georgia, uh, I mean, certainly. Uh, already we're behind. I mean, there's a reason why they were underdogs in these games, and I know they beat Georgia or whatnot in the SEC championship game, but they'll be behind Georgia. They'll be behind Ohio State. Michigan's going to be in a similar boat here as Alabama coming up here if Harbaugh leaves, so. And they already have lost a, a ton of guys from the championship. So, I mean, <laughs> again, uh, winning seven championships, six championships, uh, seven won seven, uh, go, if you count the LSU championship, but six championships, those days are gone. I mean, they're not coming back for Alabama. But all of a sudden, if you think they're going to go turn into a seven and five program under DeBoer, that's not happening either. So, uh, again, give the guys some time. It, you know, this upcoming season might not you know, be the best in Alabama history. There might be two, three losses. Uh, maybe, oh, my goodness, eight and four one year. But uh, I 
I, long term, I think they'll be fine. The guy has won. I mean, he inherited at Washington four and eight team and went twenty five and three. That's amazing. It's amazing. Ags and Strohs on the lovely Texas Gulf Coast. Bill asked Brad if he thinks travel will impact games in the Big Ten next season with the addition of the Pac-12 schools. Uh, maybe. Uh, you know, specifically, I'd like to see you know what the California schools do in November with, with more weather. Uh, I, it's not more of a football thing. I think it's more of a, an impact on the other non-revenue generating sports, even basketball. I think it's more of a problem midweek games and stuff as far as the travel. Uh, but but one you know getting on a plane once a week it just it's not that big of an issue anymore as what it was uh, so I, I it's not going to be the factor the factor is going to be I mean these team schedules I mean have gotten harder <laughs> with a bunch of you know when you look at both the SEC and the Big Ten I mean you, they, I mean most of the top twenty teams in the country are now in just two conferences so uh, the schedules are a lot more difficult I mean specifically I mean. I look at USC, I look at Florida. I mean, those two team schedules are unbelievable. I mean, it's two of the toughest schedules I've seen as far as, you know, evaluating teams in the preseason. Brad, what about, and you're from Ohio, what about West Coast teams to the East Coast, not only the travel you just talked about, but then Midwest or East Coast November weather? Yeah, I... I never bought into that. Uh, I mean, I, I I live out here. I mean, the, the weather's awesome out here. It's not like it's a uh, hundred degrees in humidity. I mean, if you can't, as a as a nineteen year old in the best shape of your life, kid, adjust to seventy five degrees, uh, I, I don't room temperature uh, and sunshine. I I don't know what to tell you. I mean, I I always thought that was a stupid excuse for uh, when the Big Ten teams lost all those bowl games in the Rose Bowl against far superior talented USC teams. That's why they lost. Uh, they'd always blame the weather. Yeah, 72 degrees when you're out there. I mean, the bowl trips used to be you come out for a couple weeks, you can't adjust to 72 degrees and sunny. I, I just think that's a, a loser excuse. What about the next time we have a playoff, there's going to be 12 teams, southern teams. That's the one. Yeah, the, the, the one I'm going to be looking at is, <laughs> Southern teams playing in northern climates for the first round of the playoffs. That's the one that I, I think is going to be very impactful. Let's say you got to go to South Bend or you have to go to, uh, we could say, Happy Valley or the Horseshoe in in December. No telling what you're getting. You may get a 55-degree day, right? But you might get a freaking blizzard. Yeah. And let me just anybody listening out there, hey, you go on vacation. You know, it's the middle of winter. You're going down to Florida. I mean, what's your when you get off the plane and you feel that 70 degrees, you feel pretty good. Hey, this is great. Now reverse that when you got to go home from uh, you know the, the Midwest or the Northeast or whatnot, and you're going from Florida back to the 10 or 15 in the middle of January. Uh, just you know what what that does to your body, and you're used to it. You're from that area, so I can only imagine. I can't imagine what some of the Southern schools are going to feel in some of them uh, playoff games. That That is something that, that the, the Midwest, the Northeastern schools have always said because they've had to play the bowl games in Florida and California. But 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 to get a home playoff game when it, it, the possibilities there for it being 15, 20 degrees, 
I, I'm I'm going to enjoy that and see how that impacts those teams. Uh, so, I mean, look no further than Miami against the, the Chiefs in the NFL last weekend. We have – it is interesting, and I'm not a big fan of all this expansion, but that is interesting because historically we don't really have anything to measure there. You just touched on it. We don't have a lot of data points there at all. I mean, that, the ones – I mean, you can remember, like, Miami played Notre Dame in a Sun Bowl where it snowed. I mean, you could just tell right away Miami came in. <laughs> they were all bundled up. Notre Dame was I mean, there's – you don't have a lot of data points to go off of uh, on that one. And uh, yeah, that's going to be at least exciting for me. I agree with you. I'm not a big fan of the 12-team playoff, but at least there, there's some new things that I at least want to see if I can take advantage of it as far as my bankroll. Way in advance, but additional teams in the playoff, does that make your job Nothing's easy, but easier is. Will the market be nice and tight and and sharp, or what do you anticipate? Yeah, that's a really good question. Uh, I don't know, and I'm not afraid to. I don't know what that does. I mean, I kind of people have asked me for future prices and stuff. Well, I mean, the big difference now you got to win three, three or four games uh, compared to two. Uh, so uh, I probably am less inclined to to want to bet futures, meaning, you know, who's going to win the title uh, until I see the bracket and the pathway. So, uh, yeah, I I guess, if anything, it makes me a little bit conservative, at least this year, until I figure some things out. Alec Rippa, Bob, big Penn State fan, asked Brad about his power rankings after hiring Andy Cottle-Nicky as the offensive coordinator and coach Tom Allen as defensive coordinator. How does Franklin as a head coach affect his rating, even with the new coordinators? Uh, I think I'm going to be a little bit more optimistic on Penn State than the market right now. I think that's a team flying a little bit under the radar. Nobody's talking about because they lost the bowl game uh, to, to Ole Miss. Uh, I like the two coordinator hires. I like what they have coming back. Uh, I like the schedule for them. Uh, it's not overly difficult for Penn State. Uh, that's a team that I'm probably going to be betting over their win total. And if I get the right price on them in the futures market, I might dabble a little bit there. That's how much I like Penn State this year. So you think they're definitely a top 10 type team? Yep, definitely top 10. I would have them. So top four for me right now would be Georgia, Ohio State, Oregon, and Texas. Clear four for me. And then the step, the next four or five would be Ole Miss, obviously, uh, Notre Dame, believe it or not. Uh, Penn State would be in that mix. And then i got to see what happens with the Alabama and Michigan rosters. Is this Penn State's potential best team since that 16 16- League champion, beat Ohio State? Yeah, I, I think so. I, I think, uh, yeah, I, I would say this could be their best one, at least from skill position. And, and, again, I like the coordinators. And then, most importantly, I like the schedule. They get Ohio State at home. They don't play Michigan. They don't play Oregon. Uh, so, yeah, I like their schedule this year. couple more minutes with Brad Powers each and every Friday with us. Omni Nashville Hotel.
Good morning. They opened it back up on 24 westbound at New Salem Highway, where they just cleared that crash there in Rutherford County. It's moving right now through the Hickory Hollow area on 24. It's been quiet through Kingston Springs on I-40 coming in from Dixon County. Uh, there's still We're still concerned about some of these back roads and side streets that have snow cover on them. There could be some ice underneath there. Be careful. Hey, Princess Hot Chicken is hiring at all four locations. Order online today at princesshotchicken.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. Are you ready for a touchdown of flavor and excitement? Look no further than Sam's Place and Sam's Sports Grill. The ultimate destination for great food, fantastic drinks, and game time atmosphere that will have you cheering for more. Sam's is the place for every sports fan and food lover with over 40 TVs at every location. Sam's has a family-friendly atmosphere where everyone can have a blast. From their friendly staff to awesome kids' menu, they've got something for everyone. Online at samsplace.net or samsportsgrill.com or call and find the nearest location to you. At Sam's, the game is always on and the fun never stops. Some days I cover up because of my moderate to severe plaque psoriasis. Now I'm hitting the road with clearer skin thanks to Sky Rizzi, Rizemkism of Rizza, a prescription-only 150 milligram injection for adults who are candidates for systemic or phototherapy. With Sky Rizzi, three out of four people achieved 90% clearer skin at four months. And Sky Rizzi is just four doses a year after two starter doses. Don't use if allergic to SkyRizzy. Serious allergic reactions and an increased risk of infections or a lower ability to fight them may occur. Before treatment, your doctor should check for infection and tuberculosis. Tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms, such as fever, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, or if you plan to or recently received a vaccine. Thanks to SkyRizzy, there's nothing on my skin, and that means everything. your doctor today about Sky Rizzy, the number one dermatologist prescribed biologic in psoriasis. And visit SkyRizzy.com or call 1-866-SKY-RIZZY to learn more. And now for today's winning cash three and cash four numbers from the Tennessee Lottery. The first number is the number you just thought of. The second number is the number you would have picked. The third number is the day of your wedding anniversary. And the fourth number. They're only lucky numbers if you decide to play them. Cash three and cash four, only from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. Hey, it's John Burton from News Channel 5 and the Greg Pogan John Burton Show. And I'm former All-Pro linebacker for the Tennessee Titans, also known as Mr. Monday Night Keith Book. And I'm Patton Cook. We're inviting you to join us every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 for What's Good with KB and JB, the podcast show. All live on Nashville Sports Radio and all streaming platforms. We talk Titans. We talk SEC football. We talk NBA. We talk everything. And we also get a little petty from time to time. Make sure you join us. While working, he eats kale and pets a cat. Bill King is a multitasker. Brad, I'm asked here for you to repeat at the moment now your 24 top five. Yeah, uh, I'll go. I can give you a clear-cut top four. Uh, Georgia's going to be one. Oregon's going to be two. Ohio State, three. Texas, four. I haven't decided on five yet, uh, maybe Ole Miss. But honestly, I don't want to sound like a homer, but it might actually be Notre Dame. I mean, Notre Dame is going to be favored in all 12 games, I think. Brad, I did see, though, 
somewhere, I don't know if you noticed this, but somewhere I think A&M was favored by a point and a half in that opener. Am I skewed there? Did I? No, you're right. I bet. I mean, I've made about 20 bets already. That's one of them. Notre Dame plus the points against A&M is pretty good. Is that across the board, or is that just one book doing that? Ah, uh, FanDuel's got him up. I, William, William Hill and Caesars, I think, has it up, too. So, uh, a couple books have that game up. I think it's Pickett, Will, William Hill Probably. and Caesars, and it's FanDuel one and a half, Texas a and I, I like Notre Dame there. That's a heck of an opener, man. Really good opener. We've we got a pretty good week one, uh, to say the least. I mean, there's a lot of, I mean, obviously, headliner's going to be right here in Vegas. Like, uh, USC, LSU game's really good. I, I, I kind of like a few of the games where we're going to judge, you know, Florida-Miami, I think, is a really, I mean, both coaches absolutely need a win there. I, that might be my most interesting game. Notre Dame, Texas a and is a great one. Uh, Clemson, Georgia, obviously, is, is going to be a, a headliner there. But a really solid week one. I think an underrated game is Penn State. We just talked Penn State last segment. Penn State at West Virginia, I, I think it's a pretty good game. Cam Ward will be quarterbacking Miami, and I don't believe you and I have talked about that yet. Yeah, I'm not, uh, you know, I was told Cam Ward's going to be the highest paid player in the history of college football. Uh, I mean, that's why he uh, <laughs> changed his mind. It wasn't some, you know, epiphany that he had in a dream about the NFL. I mean, the money talks. Uh, I'm not wild about Cam Ward. I mean, I like the kid. I Do I think he should be the highest paid player? No. Uh, I, if he was so great, I mean, Washington State would have made a bowl game. Washington State wouldn't have put seven points on the board against Stanford in a very key loss. So, uh and I don't like any quarterback in Mario Cristobal's system. I just don't. What was his draft approximate projection? Yeah, I don't think he was a, definitely not going to be drafted in the first or even the second round as far as I was concerned. Because you got to go, right? I mean, if if you're that high, you it'd be overwhelming. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. No, I, I think third round at best. Go ahead and get on the time clock. Josh in Pickerington, Ohio. Guys, the Buckeye defense will mutilate Penn State's offense. Well, they got JTT and that whole group back, basically, don't they? Yep. And and they did last year. I'm not. I, I didn't. Uh, did, did I pick Penn State over Ohio State? But I, I think that'll be a relatively tight spread uh, with the game being in, in Happy Valley. And we'll see if it's a whiteout this time around. Uh, it wasn't the last time the two teams played. So. Uh, yeah, I hear it, but I'm going to tell you, Penn State upgraded at offensive coordinator big time. Andy Kolnick, he's one of the best X's and O's play callers uh, in college football. So if you're expecting the <laughs> same old uh, dreadful Penn State offense, uh, I, I think you're going to lose that bet. Steven in Hawkinsville, Georgia, could Ole Miss be the most dangerous team in the nation? Let me just put an addendum there on that. Historically? This is not a prediction, by the way, but historically when a team gets unusual love compared to their historical average, it's difficult to live up to. Now, on paper, Brad and I are looking at the same thing. They look really good. But I just and, – and their schedule is fortuitous, Brad, but the history books will tell you, watch out. Couldn't have said it better myself, Bill. Uh, very. That's why I said uh, Ole Miss at five. Now nah, I'll go with Notre Dame just because I, I. If it was so easy and every everybody's on the Ole Miss 
train. I mean, I got guys betting. Oh, I bet Ole Miss to win the title, and I'm just like, whoa, whoa. I mean, I, <laughs> I I'm not there. And, and I'll tell you, not only Ole Miss has uh, any team historically that gets a lot of praise. Lane Kiffin has not handled expectations in his career very well. 2012 USC team. He had a Florida Atlantic team uh, that after he came in and won the conference his first year, they tanked the second year. So Lane Kiffin as a coach has not handled expectations very well. He had that Matt Barkley team that was ranked number one in the preseason, right? Had finished unranked. <laughs> and I do think I think Lane has matured and grown a lot. We we all I think we all yeah. see this. He's not he's not the immature little brat that maybe we remember him as. But whether it's Ole Miss or XYZ Institute, it's really hard to live up to unusual historic expectations. Just yep. is. With that being said, I mean, they're going to be a clear-cut favorite in their first six games. They, it would be a major disappointment if they're not 6-0 heading to LSU on October 12th. No question. Brad, we'll let you out the door, sir. Always a pleasure. Bradpowersports.com. Just go there. And, Brad, rest of the NFL, right? Yep, absolutely. Uh, you can check that out. Make sure you click on that building tab. And I'll tell you what, I got homework myself to do. I will put up, uh, since we're all already talking 2024, I'll put up some special early bird pricing for 2024. There you go. Appreciate it, Brad. Hey, thank you so much. There he is. Brad Powers, Bradpowersports.com. Fantastic. Just dude is – he's been with us – it's something like 13, 14 years. But remind me, when we come back, music's about to play here shortly, but remind me to opine a little bit about Brad, how good he's been. Just remind me when we come back. I've got a little something to add to that, too. All right, we'll get the last break. Happy Friday, y'all. Miami Nashville Hotel. <laughs> 